the cheese heads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein. And I almost, almost, almost started this show by saying, Pax What She Said, Packer Nation, and I... I can't do the the rest of it, but we have a very, very special guest today. It is Tom Grassi of PatCast. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Hi. Thank you. You know what the first thing that stood out to me automatically was? Because I remember when I had both of you on, was that three years ago now? It was somewhere around there. And I remember, and this was like, I think that was the first time Maggie and I actually like had a conversation. And I still remember to this day, I said what I said, like, and it was just introducing you to the show or something. And you go, wow, you talk really fast. And now I have noticed, Maggie, that there's been a little uh, little pep in the step in, in the talking, but hanging out with the New Yorkers. Like so. an honorary New Yorker, I think. I was, was going to say big and Jaguar. <laughs> Jaywalking all day, baby. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, I'm working on it. I'm working on uh, upping my my speed of things. I was thinking, honestly, on the on the drive home, like prepping for this, that you've got Grassy Posse. Perry could do something really cool with like Green and Goldstein. I don't know if she's ever thought of that. Ooh. I have nothing to work with. So if anybody listening wants to give us like a cool cool pun for my name that'd be appreciated okay okay we're in All a right. brainstorm i mean like there's like little things that you could do like get that baggy maggie yeah, it <laughs> doesn't roll off the tongue though all right well we'll figure it out figure yeah it out. my name doesn't rhyme with pretty things there's saggy maggie like i <laughs> i don't love it <laughs> like i really not, not ideal fan. not not the go-to one yeah no i get it i get it okay well, well we're gonna figure it out by the end of the show i'm gonna think on this all right um, I'll look forward to it. But Tom, that's not actually the reason that we brought you on the show. We didn't bring you on solely to uh, come up with the nicknames. You actually are doing something incredible that we wanted to talk about and to just give you the floor to talk about the the fundraiser that you're going to be doing for St. Jude for the entire month of June, which is, as you said, pre-show two weeks away. So thank you yeah. for making even five minutes of time for us to come talk about this. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's um a little ambitious, just a little. <laughs> Um, and it's funny because like I have done things before, like I was just like, I'm going to do this and I just do it like an eight hour fundraiser, like two years ago. I was like, I'm just going to do this like a week before. I was like, oh, we'll see what happens. And we raised $51,000 and now it's like an annual thing. This, um, yeah, I was just in a shower, my shower, not in a random shower. I was in my shower <laughs> on Valentine's day. And I was just thinking because. I had had an idea previously because like there's like different characters and stuff that are like on my channel and stuff like Wildflower. And I was like, man, it'd be really funny to like drive down to D.C. and like dress up as Wildflower and like hang out outside like the Commander Stadium and like just shenanigans. Right. Or like put on like dress as a bird and like run into the Viking Stadium, you know, <laughs> like just very basic, like general things. And I was thinking about that while I was in the shower and I was like, what if I just did all 30 NFL stadiums in 30 days with like no prep with like, no, like for like, this could be really difficult. And I have spent the last three months just attempting to get it somewhat ready. And I'm still like working down to the wire to try and make this as smooth as possible, but we doing it. So tell us then how, the travel and the schedule ties into fundraising for St. Jude. Like what's the P I'm assuming you're going to be streaming because that's your thing. If you don't follow him on YouTube, I don't really know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> and the money of this is going to an amazing cause. So it's actually a 
couple of different things. So the way that it's being done is in in June, from June 1st to June 30th, there are going to be 30 videos that are going to come out every single day. So it's June 1st is going to be Lambeau Field, Green Bay Packers. June 30th is going to be SoFi Stadium, Chargers and Rams. And each of those videos are going to come out. There's going to be a link to the St. Jude fundraiser. You can also donate right through YouTube. Um, in addition, there's also going to be live streams that are going to be occurring, um, whether they're like Friday night Q and A's a couple of times, or just like random streams just to kind of bring awareness to it. But it's basically going to be a month long fundraiser and all of the videos and all the streams are going to funnel into those fundraiser links, or you could just do it right on YouTube to try and raise an insane amount of money, which we, I set the goal at a hundred thousand dollars. I got to be very honest with you. I think we hit that by day two. I was going to say, that's one week of you doing this. So I guess, Maggie, we're doing this on the spot here, but I think we might need to get that link from you, Tom, and start tweeting that out with all of our shows for the month of June. Don't you worry. It it will be there. Yeah, no, that (laughs) will be there. It's going to be pinned to everything. Yeah, I just, I wanted to, there's a couple of reasons why I was inspired to do this. One, I just, I have not been to maybe like 24 of these stadiums. Like I, I just haven't been like, I've been to Buffalo MetLife, obviously, of course, Lambo. Um, I, I think it was like Buffalo Gillette. I think those are the ones that I've been to. So like, it was kind of just a cool opportunity to one, like go out and connect with like different fan bases and kind of just go to these stadiums. And if I can get in for a stadium tour even better. Um, but it was more of just, I have done different fundraisers, whether it's like, you know, streams or whether it's just like for a month, like we try to raise money for a certain cause. We do, fundraisers all year but i wanted to do something that was like very different and last year a youtuber who's not even in the sports realm ryan trahan like i found his stuff and wound up donating to his feed america uh fundraiser and he did like a video every day like i think he was giving a a penny to mr beast or something and it was like that's something like out of my realm of knowledge like i know who mr beast is but that's not (laughs) that's not my forte and i was like well what if i did something that was a month long it was a video every single day and more importantly it was during the nfl's dead time because june is the one month out of the year the nfl has no press because it's not camp it's not the draft it's like too far removed from the draft it literally is like the dead zone so i was like well if i could bring publicity to the nfl to these fan bases and more importantly to this charity i think it's a home run so that's what the attempt is so I saw in your your release video that you did on night one of the draft, which was fantastic. It was like the perfect hype video for this. You already have the schedule planned out. And, yeah. you know, because Mark and I talked about this. Mark says hi, by the way. He misses you and loves you and can't Mark. wait to see you in Green Bay. But so we were talking about like how ambitious this obviously is. And, you know, he's like, is he driving? Is he flying the whole time? So like you have every stadium tied to a day. How long did it take you to kind of make this roadmap to get across the entire United States? So this is the funny part. I knew that that was like the one thing that I would have been terrible at. Like if I had to like plan out the route and like use math and stuff, it just wasn't (laughs) going to be a good time. Like this was going to take me a long time. So I actually reached out to one of my moderators who's like going to school for like engineering and is like super duper math. And I was like, hey, so you can't tell anybody about this because again, this was in February. So this is like mid-February. I maybe told... 10 people on this planet about this idea up until draft night. So this was killing me. Like this was eating at my soul, but I reached out to her and was like, Hey, I will pay you. Can you plan me like the most optimized route 
from stadium to stadium, 30 days, starting at Lambeau, ending in SoFi. She's like, that's already not the most optimal route. I said, (laughs) I know, (laughs) but that's how it's going to go. So she gave me a spreadsheet that goes from every single stadium, like where I was, where I'm going, the driving distance, the miles, like how long it's going to take, the flying distance, the local, like the closest airport, basically a huge spreadsheet. And from there, I was able to make a schedule. But I I mean, uh, we can get into the nitty gritty. I also had to go in and like see if there was any conflicts on those days because Taylor Swift is also doing a stadium tour. We both have the same idea. And so she like, for example, I can't get into Soldier Field because she's there. And it's not even like she's performing that day because I had an idea. I was 100 percent going to buy a Taylor Swift ticket. Like I was just going to go to the concert and I was like, man, I wish I can get into Soldier Field. And then it was going to be me, you know, singing Don't Blame Me or something. But unfortunately, it didn't work out. But yeah, so I basically had to then cross-reference it when they have conflicts, if I can move some dates around. Um, But yeah, the dates have been set in stone for a while. The schedule is out there. And we're going to do a two-day delay. So the first video is going to come out June 1st. I'm going to be in Green Bay on May 30th. And I'm going to like record everything, do all that. I'm traveling with uh, Johnny, who like does some of my editing every now and then. He's coming with me to like help film. We can edit on the go because that's the only way that this is going to work. And yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a time. <laughs> this is fantastic. I, I've just, it's so creative and it's to do it in June where there's nothing else going on. It's just like people are going to be craving any football yeah. news like whatsoever. And you are providing that entertainment I assume you have some tricks up your sleeve, some surprises that you're not sure. He probably sharing. is actually going have... to the Taylor Swift concert, and he just are you going to have like special wish... guests meet you? Like I... what? 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 So that's so that's the really cool thing too, because I wanted this to obviously the number one most important thing was this to be a fundraiser. Um, I'm trying to organize with St. Jude when I'm actually in Tennessee to go to the hospital as well, just so I could be emotionally destroyed. Um, so. I trying to plan that as well. But the other thing that I wanted to do was I really wanted to like highlight fan bases and fans. Um, I also have not really traveled a ton and met a lot of my fans in person, whether unless it's like in green Bay, because I think I've gotten recognized like twice here. So it's all good. I like the anonymity, but in terms of going out, I really wanted to highlight other sports creators too. So in each city, I'm trying to either collaborate with fans and or sports creators a lot of them being smaller to kind of kind of give them a platform so they can like show off what they do and also get exposed to like a larger audience. So I wanted this to be a little bit of a unifying thing in the sports content world because everyone's so separate in doing their own thing. I thought this was a nice way to kind of being like, Hey, here are the, all these awesome talented people and see what happens. So it's, it's really just trying to do a hundred things at once while also filming, trying to make it interesting, trying to do as many stadium tours or at least just touch the stadium and like show the outside that I can. Cause like, for example, the Cleveland Browns, like they don't do stadium tours. So like I can't get in there, but yeah, I just basically had a million ideas and was like, what if I just try to do all of them? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to try. You know, I'm, I'm only slightly disappointed not to add one more thing to your list, but I feel like this was the perfect opportunity to do a grassy specific schedule release at every stadium where the Packers are playing that team. So here's the thing. Here's a, here's a spoiler. (laughs) If this goes well, which 
honestly, my most I, I am terrified that like week, like not even week, day three, I'm gonna get COVID and it's gonna like destroy my skin. Like with my luck, that would happen. But if this goes well, it wouldn't be for this season, but the following season, I would attempt to go to every single stadium during the season to see a game being played. Like that's like the next iteration of this. So, and I just make it a massive fundraiser and obviously I'd have to give up like some of the streaming days and all that great stuff. So there'd be issues with that, but that would already be part two if this goes well, because people have looked at this and they're like, oh, like, you know, I, I, I tweeted out and talked about like how I've been kind of working with YouTube and the NFL. And like, if you want me, like I can get into that nitty gritty if you want to, like, yeah. it's like that specific, but I can just keep talking. Um, so basically before I pitched this to anybody, I spent two months working on it because just the logistics of like, can I actually do this? So I broke it down of if it's under four and a half hours from one stadium to another, I'm driving because to go to the airport an hour minimum early, sit there, God forbid there's a delay, blah, 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 blah. Right. So that's one. Two, I narrowed it down that there would only be 11 flights that I'm taking. So out of the 30. So that's not terrible. Some of them are actually like super easy. Like for example, uh, Baltimore to DC, it's 30 minutes. Now, of course there's traffic and stuff. So it might be an hour, but you know, like that's a super easy drive. And a lot of the East coast ones are super easy. But for example, um, I had dinner with a friend last week who has been taking flying lessons and goes, oh, like my owner of the flight school might be interested in like flying you around. And I was like, Okay, so like now I'm like waiting for that to unveil because if I have a plane and it listen, we ain't no private jets over here. It's like a propeller plane. Like I'm gonna have to go out and like you know do it myself. I don't care. We'll play Leonard Skinner the entire time. And you know, <laughs> no, that's not a good omen. Hundred <laughs> percent. I will be blasting La Bamba every single day. But um, all that is just like the logistics of the travel. But in order to kind of get to this point. I did all this prep. I like got my message down, like what I wanted it to be, like what I wanted the promo to look like. I got that promo shout out to Johnny Barks. Cause we worked on that for like weeks. I got that promo at seven 15 on draft night. And I went live 15 minutes later. So like I watched it once. I was like, this is great. Wonderful. And now like <laughs> we're, we're flying. But in order to make this happen, I was like, what would be the easiest thing is if the NFL got on board because I need access to these stadiums. Right. And some of them I understand, like the Buccaneers, for example, they don't do stadium tours on a Saturday. And I just happen to be there on a Saturday until October. So, like, I get it. There's going to be some stadiums I'm just not allowed to, you know, get into. But if the NFL could help me with access because I'm just a random YouTuber and while I do have some connections with like some teams, I don't have it with all 32. So I reached out to the NFL and I pitched them this idea. Uh, and shout out to Aaron Nagler because he was the one who got me in contact with a person in the NFL messaged them, bounced around to like multiple people, found the person, finally got on a phone call with them the week of the draft. They loved it. Um, and basically we've been going back and forth and they just helped me grab like what they've helped me with like one stadium so far. They reached out to a couple other teams. They wanted me to do it basically. But anyway, they helped with some stuff. So it was really, really nice. Um, so yeah, this is all like self-funded. Like I am not taking on sponsors. I'm not taking on anything. And I didn't even realize this, but the Packers actually were the ones who brought it up, ironically enough, because I, I said, like, you know, am I allowed to film on the stadium tour? Because you we've all done the stadium tours before. And they were like, usually we say no, but do you have any sponsors? Because if your sponsors conflict with Lambeau Field sponsors, that's a definite no. 
So like the fact that it's all getting self-funded actually winds up helping me, not my wallet, but like helping me because I'm just going to like, we're going to make it or break it and just like go for it. Um, and if it works out, great. If not, it's at least going to be entertaining content and we're going to see what happens because like I can anticipate so many things, but I'm not going to be able to do it until I'm actually like boots on the ground. I'm there in Minnesota in my own private hell and, you know, going through it. <laughs> Running into the stadium dressed like a bird. <laughs> I, I really want to do that. Like in Buffalo, like I'm jumping through a table that 100%. Oh, absolutely. You're not allowed to leave without doing that, by the way. It's a law actually. Yeah. Yeah. I need to, I need to jump. Like I need to multiple tables potentially, but like that's a, just a rite of passage. I'm pretty yeah. sure like you can't get your driver's license in Buffalo without it. So. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. <laughs> Rachel Hotmeyer, friend of the show can confirm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So like, I'm excited. I'm very, very excited. It's a little nerve wracking, but I'm honestly just going to kind of literally take it day by day and whatever happens happens. If a delay happens, then I'll drive. If it doesn't, yeah. then hopefully like I'm able to get there on time and, and do things. Cause I'm also trying to like plan exact times that I'm going to be at the stadium. And that's difficult, especially I'm doing it a month in advance. So yeah, it's, um, it's a scheduling and logistical nightmare, but I think the end result is going to be something really unique because it just hasn't been done before. Um, it's going to be spectacular. In space. Yeah. It's going to be spectacular and like even better. It's going for to a good cause like you could be doing this simply for the content and i think people would be like yeah that makes I'm sense in. i'm in yeah. i'm all for it but you're also doing it for saint jude which is just like unbelievable it's, i have to ask when are you going to be in new york uh the sixth Jeez. there will be a meetup in new york city true story good cool yeah, there'll be there'll be there'll be a meetup yeah that's another one of those ones that i'm finalizing because on top of that that honestly has been the biggest shocker and the biggest challenge because like I can contact all the NFL teams and if they just tell me to like go away, it is what it is. Right. But the fan events, I am trying to, I was originally just going to try to do like a couple of them, like maybe five, but the response after I put up that video of like hundreds of people, Oh, I'm calling out of work that day. Oh, I'm definitely going. Oh, I'm flying there to go see you because I'm not in an NFL like stadium city. And I was like, oh, okay. So I grossly underestimated the interest of like meetups and fan events. So that has been challenging because I don't want, I was talking to Tyler about this and I've never been to Phoenix before. And he was like, well, there is a place you can go. It's like a mall next to State Farm Stadium, but it's like all chain restaurants and like whatever. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I want to help out like local businesses. So for example, like in Denver, one of the first venues to reach out, I didn't even have to reach out to them is like Beck uh, Breckenridge brewery. Like they reached out oh, to me and their beer like, is great. Their beer is phenomenal. I've had them before. And they were just like, we want to host your event. And I was like, okay. So like that worked out really, really well. So if I can try and get like the local, like smaller bars or like businesses or meetups, like that's just, it just helps everybody out. So I have a question for you, Tom. Yes. When you quit teaching, did yeah. you ever think that this was going to be the life that you live? And I'm, I don't like, I, you know, you don't have to answer it that specifically, but I'm just, like, I'm very proud of you. And I think Perry yeah. and everyone listening would agree. Like, it's been so fun to like be your friend through so much of this and like watch this. Cause I mean, you had the Sunday night football thing and we were like all hyped when that happened. Yeah. But the fact that this is like something that you're going to be doing for the entire month of June and you have people saying, Hey, I have to fly in to meet you. Like that's incredible. 
it's weird. It's very, very odd. Um, because like, again, in New York, I live in like a smaller town and fun fact, two weeks ago, I literally was just like walking my dog and someone pulled over and goes, Oh my God, are you Tom Grassi? And I was like, Hey, like that, like that was like, that, that was like on my street. And I was like, crap. But like, that's a very surreal experience for me. Like you have witnessed it in green Bay and right. that's still weird for me, but it makes sense in green Bay. Like we're joking before a stadium tour of like, are you Tom Grassi? And then after the stadium tour going, are you Tom Grassi? Like that was, <laughs> those are legit things that happen. And it's like, it's cool. It's in green Bay. Like we're, we're, it makes sense. But for to get the response of Chicago, Detroit, Buffalo, LA, like it is, it's weird. And I think that this project I would have never anticipated doing because I like working from home. I like being able to like build whatever I want to build and do all that great stuff. But I think it's just a very ambitious and different kind of piece of content that I've ever put out. Mm -hmm. And I think that if this leads to bigger things and springboards me to doing bigger things, it's only going to be in an effort to give back to more charities or creators, et cetera. Because ever since I got this stupidly ridiculous platform, that's what I've wanted to do with it. Because like, I think I'm overpaid and I don't think like this is dumb that this is a job. So <laughs> because of that, I constantly just try to give it back when I can, because what else are we doing otherwise? You know, so no, to answer your question, I would have never anticipated doing this kind of thing, because if I you told me like, Tom, you're leaving for a month, like the fact that I'm leaving like my dogs and like cats for a month. Oh, my God. So, that's, Who is that's, taking care of them? So <laughs> parents, thankfully, mom and Papa Grassi, they're coming through. Yep. We're, we're having a it's going to be a tag team effort, but they're very happy that they will be spending time at grandma's house. But yeah, no, <laughs> the most not. important question asked so far on this show It's <laughs> tough like that. I was just yeah. like, Oh God, like that, 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 that one's going to hurt. So, you know, I just think that overall it's going to be worth it. And to be completely honest with you, because you always have to have like that worst case scenario, right? If I do this and nobody watches it, like, let's just say like it gets a few thousand views and that's what it, like legit, I have to think about this. This is where I need to get better because every single, I put out a lot of content Every single time I put out content, there are very few times or even experience that I have. There are very few times where I'm able to like sit with it and go, wow, like that was really good. Or I was really happy with how that came out. Or this is really cool that I'm doing something like this. And so in this trip, like I just want to make sure, even if it's like two minutes, I want to make sure like I'm actually appreciating and like living in that kind of moment because like it is a big thing and it is something crazy and it is something ambitious and like, even if it doesn't do super well, we're gonna, I know we're gonna raise money for charity. So at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. But even if it doesn't like lead to like big spectacular things, I'm not really gonna care because it's gonna be like a once in a lifetime experience that I'm like really excited to go on. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, you're incredible. St. Jude is incredible. This whole project is incredible. And I think if you ever need two hype women in your corner to tell you how awesome your content is just hit us up because we <laughs> are more than happy to you know to be there to support this and i can't wait i can't well, wait. I mean, like it's it's one of those things that i had it with ben kurt when i caught a ball from him i was like and it wasn't we weren't even filming like i paid a guy to like come up from milwaukee to film 
and like it was just warm up. He pulled a bunch of Packer like stamped balls. I know you're not the Texans ones, Perry. Like Packer <laughs> stamped, right? It's right next to me right now. <laughs> Give it back. No. Um, it's one of those things that he just was like, oh, here. And like just threw me a ball. And I was like, I just like an NFL quarterback just like threw me a ball. Like that, like that was a cool moment. The last time that we were in Lambeau on the field, that was a moment where like for literally 90 seconds, I was like, damn. Like, this is my job. Like, I literally was, like, panning my little camera, and I stopped, and I go, this is really cool. Like, five-year-old me would be losing their mind, technically six. <laughs> but, like, would be losing their mind right now. And you just kind of keep that perspective. Like, listen, I know not everybody likes my content, and, like, I make stupid football videos. Like, I get it. Like, I make sketches or, like, you know, feet tan, like, fan reacts and stuff like that. But it gives me a platform to do this kind of stuff and to give back. And so if my life is making silly football videos and giving money to charity... I'm I'm pretty good with that. <laughs> All right, I hate to I hate to segue and pivot Let's here. Talk about the schedule. Let's talk about the <laughs> schedule because you do three days ago on your YouTube channel. Follow um, at Tom Grassi Comedy on YouTube if you don't already. I don't know why you wouldn't be if you're here listening to this. But it makes you sense. did an, an every fan's reaction to the schedule release. So what was your reaction as Tom Grassi when you saw the Packer schedule? The release video or the schedule? Yeah, yeah. Um, the schedule itself, like, I actually really like it. It's a weird schedule. Like, it legitimately is very, very strange. Uh, like, because there's, like, that weird gap between, like, week four and, like, week six where we play, like, one game in a month. Like, that's yeah. weird. Um, but I love it because it really seems like a runway for Jordan Love to get his feet wet. So, I mean, what else could you ask for? You have teams, I know, listen, strength of the schedule means nothing. But, like, week eight is, like, the first playoff team from last year. Of course, like, the Lions, who should be playoff contenders this year, they're week four. But it just allows a lot of opportunities for Jordan Love to, like, just just go out there and, like, develop and, like, get a really good sense of, hey, we're going up against a lot of young quarterbacks, a Bryce Young, right, Desmond Ritter. We're going up against these guys. And like, let's see what the kids got, because at the end of the day, there's just so much unknown. So I love this schedule for that. It's not brutally difficult. And I think as a like young QB coming in for the first time as like the full time starter, it's it's pretty fortunate. I actually really appreciate the early buy as well. I think like they're going to need to do a little like self-scout like post-mortem of the first like couple of weeks and it's like nice that it's early um I think in the past it's different with Rodgers right because you kind of know that they're going to be a playoff contender you want that like later by so the guys can rest their bodies but I actually think that early break will just be like a nice like kind of mental check for the team for this season I thought it was really weird too that like I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit on past episodes where we were trying to predict who the opener would be against. And it really felt like it was going to be the Bears or the Lions. Like, that made the most yeah. sense. But I was a little surprised that Jordan Love didn't get a home game until week three. I, I don't yeah. mind the way that this kind of fell. And I think opening at Soldier Field is really cool, especially sure. if he makes magic happen like Matt LaFleur did in his first game with the Packers. Like, that would be really special as a, a first game as the official starter. But... Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see that, like, his first home game wasn't this big hoopla, like, division rival. Like, Saints game is fun. Little asterisk. My first game seeing the Saints was when Brett Hundley played them in 2017 in the rain, like, taking over for Rodgers. But 
yeah, I'll, I'll be at that one. You know, I want to go see his first start, but definitely surprised by that. Yeah, I think, first of all, if Jordan Love, like, does really well week one and we beat the Bears, oh, my God. Like, I am going to be, I have so many receipts. I These Bears fans have been in such, usually it's the offseason, because this is their time. This is their Super Bowl. It's when we get eliminated and it's the offseason. Shout out to the Bear fans. <laughs> but, like, they are just like, oh, it's time to suck. Like, it's, it's time. Love is going to be so bad. I'm like, if he plays well, like, I kind of want it. Of course, I want the Packers to do well. But if the Packers go on, like, a mini run, I just want to see the fear in, like, the <laughs> NFC North Division rivals' eyes going, no, they don't have it, like not again. Not again. Not again. Right? <laughs> so it would be- I was with a Lions fan this past weekend, and he was asking me what he what I thought about Jordan Love. And I'm very honest when people ask. I'm like, look, yeah. he could be really bad, or he could be really good. Like the the scale in which this man can come out and perform is like pretty infinite at this point. I'm confident and I'm optimistic because why would I feel any differently about my team? And he looked at me dead in the face and was like, if you guys get a third great quarterback, I might give up being an NFL fan. It makes sense. (laughs) Go ahead, Tom. No, go ahead, Megan. No, I was just going to say, so like one of my coworkers is a Packers fan and her husband is a Vikings fan. And I saw them at a work thing last weekend. And it's really interesting that even Vikings fans are like, we don't know what the hell is going to happen this season. Like, it's going to be like even Vikings fans, you know, this has been like their opportunity the last couple seasons. It's been like, hey, they can run away with this. They've got all the, the talent on offense. They've got a really good defense. And now Vikings fans are like, oh, man, we might actually be the bottom of the division, which is so surprising. Like, yeah. I mean, I think if you pulled 90, at least 70 percent of of the NFC North fans would say like, yeah, the Lions probably take the division this year. And I don't think we've ever like said That's that same statement to make, <laughs> like not since I've been alive. Like, are we going like, yeah, like that? that's a thing that could happen this year. And it's like actual optimism behind it, too. I think what's crazy is. You look at the NFC North, just the quarter, like the four quarterbacks are so weird, right? It's Jared Goff, like out of nowhere, who had a good year last year. Justin Fields, who we think like is kind of good. Then you have Kirk Cousins, of course, good old Kirk. And then you have Jordan Love. (laughs) So it's like this weird hodgepodge of players. And I think for the first time, like there's, and maybe you're, I don't know if you're hearing it as much, but the amount of like NFC North division rivals who are just like, are you ready to suck? Are you going to be so sad if the Packers are bad? Like, all of these things. And I'm like, you don't understand. This is the first time, and I know how pompous this sounds. This is the first time since I've been a fan of the Green Bay Packers, since maybe, what, 09, maybe 08, that I was like, oh, the Packers are probably not going to make the playoffs this year. Like, like before the season has even started. Because you had Brett Favre, and then you had Aaron Rodgers, and you start in September – you were like, yeah, we're probably going to go to the playoffs. Like, or we're at least going to be contending that potential Super Bowl, et cetera. This year, I have no expectations of that. So if the Packers turn out to be like a 10-win team out of nowhere, I'm going to be ecstatic. Yeah. Because like, that would be awesome. Because I, I just want to see, is Jordan Love the guy? Also, let's see who's good at their job. I've been saying that yeah. for months now. I want to see accountability. We talk about Matt LaFleur and how he's been snubbed for coach of the year and stuff because he had Rodgers. Well, here's your chance, buddy. Joe Barry, are we finally going to see something out of it? Like, this is your time to go, okay, you don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback to hide behind anymore. I mean that for everybody. Let's see who's good at their job so we can assess 
and then see how we're going to move forward. Yeah. I think this is the year where a lot of questions get answered. We don't know what the answers are going to be. We have the questions. You just listed We have a lot of that. questions. <laughs> but we're going to have answers very quickly, I believe. I don't or at least in the one in the one season. And the craziest part of it too is that like you said Tom, they're te- like they could be a 9-win, 8-win team and sneaky into the playoffs because the NFC is still really bad and right. really wide open. I mean mm-hmm. truly aside from the Eagles, Eagles and the Cowboys and Niners, like probably. the Niners, maybe, maybe the Giants, like things are up in the air. And so if Jordan Love is like serviceable, I mean, anything can happen again this season. But I think more than anything, it's less about record and more about how is he performing under pressure? How is he as the starter? How is this team like developing together? Right. Are they looking better in week 15 than they are in week yeah. two. Like that's all you really want to see is like the trajectories going upwards. We, and I mean this, I do not mean this like actual, literally we are the bears from last year. And what I mean by that is the bears had one goal last year and it wasn't winning games is Justin Fields, your guy. That's it. And this year is Jordan love our guy. And again, mm-hmm. if the offense struggles, which would make sense because young guy, are we going to be able to adapt like Luke Getze did for Justin Fields? Because he was horrible that like first quarter of the season. Then they adjusted to Justin Fields and then, you know, he was actually better. But now it's like with Jordan Love, it's like not even just the player. Do we have the personnel around him too? I love what they did in the draft. You know, yes. that day two stuff. Go out. And get, I really wanted Darnell Washington. But go out and get, <laughs> you know, apparently no one else did. So I did. I mean, in terms of teams, because I like I was like, yes, we're going to go get him. We didn't. Regardless, the point that I'm making is that at the end of this, even if we win six games, but we go, you know what? Jordan Love is the guy or like there's something to build upon. Great. It also allows going, hey, so that defense that we have been investing in for forever now, it still is not panning out. Can we make some actual changes now? Because if there aren't changes made, because Perry, you mentioned this, like where are the issues? Like who is at fault? My only concern for this season is if we identify those people and nothing gets done about that. That's my overall concern. Yeah, it's a valid one because we've seen that. Feels likely. Takes the Packers a little bit longer than I think a lot of people watching would care for them to to make some changes that feel very obvious to everyone outside the building special teams defense yeah it's like there's (laughs) there's plenty of things that you can you hang it on but i think it's just you are gonna get matt lafleur's team because matt lafleur attempted to build matt lafleur's team in the 2020 draft that's what goody did that's what lafleur did and then they were like crap (laughs) because you have it's crap in a good way but it's like rogers now back-to-back mvp We are on this really weird, like, can't get rid of him. We also can't kind of run our offense because that's why, like, let's be very honest here. That's why Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs because he actually bought into the system. And that's his words, not even mine. Him saying, like, in 2019, it was weird. He didn't really buy in. They brought in a lot of McCarthy stuff back or kept a lot of that stuff. Like, that was him saying that. And then he was like, oh, well, they just drafted my replacement. I'm going to buy into this offense. And look, he had, like, added a whole layer to his game. So I think this year, like, let's see how good Matt LaFleur is. Let's see how good Goody is. Let's see how good Joe Barry is. Like, why not? Like, 
let's go. What's the worst that can happen? They're bad. Okay, then let's yeah. just make the fixes that we need to. If the Packers are such a well-run organization, which I think they are, then let's get to it and get back to winning football. Yeah, and I think the schedule sets up really nice, like you kind of talked about earlier, to get to evaluate Jordan Love in spurts. Like, he's got two away games to start the season, but then he doesn't have away games back-to-back again until week 16 and 17, which is crazy. Like, that never happens yeah. that you've got that big a gap of road stretches. They've got the early buy, but then you you buffer in, like, some of these kind of mini-buys, like playing the Lions on Thanksgiving, then having a long week before they play the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. There is that stretch, like, in the middle of the season where they're at Steelers, then they have the Chargers at home, at Lions, Chiefs, at Giants, that I think is going to be, like, I don't want to say the defining point of the season because you don't really know what you're trying to define this season. But I think those kind of games will tell us a lot about, like, where this Packers team is at. Like, that's, the like, the litmus test point of the season. Like, the wonky, non-divisional, non-NFC opponents that they've struggled with, the, like, weird back and forth, the West Coast, East Coast thing. I think it also says a lot that, Packers still have a ton of primetime games. Yeah. And like that did not surprise me one bit because A, they have been, the national media has been spending years talking about Jordan Love. Correct. Now everyone finally gets <laughs> to see what his deal is. And B, the Packers are the Packers. The Packers yeah. have a ginormous international fan base. They draw numbers to eyeballs to TV screens, right? And that's at the end of the day what the NFL cares about. So they've got both the numbers and the fan base and the narrative built right in. So, yeah. I mean, you look at the Broncos. I mean, like, I hated it because I watched them all. But, yes. like, the Broncos on primetime, they got them all again because they, like, they have a huge fan base. Like they do like every time they're on TV, their ratings are very, very good. So my, actually the thing I'm really excited about too, is that weird, like week four to week six, like month off kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That also, I feel like is a perfect adjustment period because you have the first quarter of the season. Okay. How did Jordan love do? We have basically a month that we can now play around with this. And how can we adjust to make like the rest of the season better? So I think like that's really cool because I think you're going to see coaches who, again, they see him in practice, of course, but until you throw him in the game, you're not going to have any idea. So after the quarter, first quarter of the season, adjust, make adjustments. So, you know, Jordan Love can be successful and let's see if the kid's good. I'm feeling more and more optimistic as we're nearing the season. I've, I have zero basis for it, like truly zero basis, but there's something about the way that they're building around him and the energy from this team. And again, you can make the argument like, oh, what else are the guys going to say at the podium, sure. right? But it, it really does feel like there's been a bit of a rallying cry for this locker room. And they're like, look, sports players are athletes. Sports players are athletes. Nice, Perry. Sports <laughs> players are competitive human beings who do not like to be told that they aren't going to be as good as they know that they are internally, right? Like they're competitive enough within themselves. And I think within this locker room to go out there with the chip on the shoulder, so to speak, like everyone loves to be yes. slept on the underdog, underdog, right? And that motivation can be, it can be something, I don't know what it's going to be for this team, but I, well, what I do like about it more than anything, they could stink this year. Who cares? It's brought them together and it's brought them behind their new QB one. And like, that's what this guy needs is for his locker room to be behind him. 
he also like we were I was talking about to AJ Dillon about this. Like he has a lot of friends on that team. Yeah. Because like they're young guys. We were like there was that like whole like Romeo Dobbs like didn't go out and hang out and party with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because he's like 21 years old. Like he's not gonna go <laughs> hang out with like a 40 year old dude on the weekends. But like with Jordan Love, he was at Josiah DeGuara's wedding because they're really good friends. Like AJ Dillon and him are like super tight knit. So I think like there's that aspect. But and I don't know if this is like a hot take. If they wanted to, I really think they could have kept Aaron Rodgers. And what I mean by that is Goody could have gone on like the butt kissing tour and been like Aaron and called him every day or FaceTimed him and been like, we love you. We can't wait for you to come back and just like send letters like he could have done everything. But I think it speaks volumes. We know how things transpired. It is what it is. I really don't care about anymore anymore. But he could have done that. They could have kept the same team and been like, maybe the defense will be good this year because that's what Goody said at his end of the year presser last year. He thought that the offense would struggle early on because you had all those new wide receivers and all that great stuff. But the defense was supposed to be not just good, elite. Like they were supposed to be top 10, potentially top five. That did not happen. Maybe this year it does. This team is full of a ton of talent. They have two great running backs. I'm so happy Aaron Jones is still on the team. They have David Bakhtiari still in a great offensive line. You know, the depth you worry a little bit, but it's still there. And they have a lot of young, good wide receivers with high ceilings. So why can't this team be good? So I think like there is room for optimism there because you're looking at it on paper and going, well, yeah, they should be good. And so we're either going to find out, oh, they are or, okay, why aren't they? And I think the best part of this too is like you touched on it, this defense, there's high expectations. There's no excuses, right? Like you've invested so much into this defense that with or without Aaron Rodgers, like you've got a young quarterback, you need to put him in positions to be successful and you're not expecting him to go win games by 10, 15 points every time. Like you're not putting up 40 burgers. Like this is the 2020 Packers team. It's just, it's not going to happen. So, and I think, you know, maybe the best part about all this is the the friendly deal that Jordan Love took instead of the fifth year option. Like you've got two years to really find out one who he is, and two, there's a lot of expectations for two rookie tight ends, a lot of young wide receivers. Like, not only are you giving them this year with Jordan Love, but you're giving Jordan Love an entire second offseason program and an entire second season to like acclimate with his offense. And he's talked about that. You know, he said yeah. like these are guys that don't have other perceptions from other quarterbacks about how they like things done. Like this is brand new and I get to be the guy to kind of help shape how I want practices to go. So I think we're all just optimistic people personally, but sure. I think there are actually reasons to be optimistic about this team. It's, it's youth. Like there's like, it's a different vibe and it's gonna be different energy. Like I legitimately am all aboard the Josiah DeGuara like bandwagon this year, because every time Jordan Love is taking that field, he gets targeted every single time. Might just because they're really good friends, but like we saw that with Aaron Rodgers, right? It was with I was just going to say, this is a, a business of relationships. It's a hundred percent. 12. Yeah. So like Jordan Love might have his guys. So like that's super duper exciting, especially if one of those guys is Christian Watson, who literally can just like take a slant and just take it to the house like he did in the Eagles game. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of room for optimism. And I think it's just because there's so much of an unknown. And I think Andy said this on, on Twitter, right? It's like you've been reading the same book for a really, really long time. And it's just like it's cool to just read something different while not taking away for being grateful. And that's not like a slap in the face to Rogers. There's nuance there, but it's just going to be like, 
for the third time in my life as a Packers fan, I am going to have a different starting quarterback in September than Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre. So that's pretty cool. Like, let's go see what we got. Yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons to be excited. If you're a Packers fan, obviously this season is really exciting. You should also, if you're a Packers fan, or honestly, I mean, you say it, right, Tom? It's for Packers fans. You don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does sure help. Does Something like that. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'd... <laughs> I don't sure have it help. memorized yeah, no yet, yeah, but I really I tried. Yeah. All right. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know why you'd be following Pex, which she said. Honestly, if you don't know of Tom Grassi, you probably, you know, you have to know Tom Grassi. I think if you're a Packers fan, it's like written into the uh, the lore of Packer fandom. But <laughs> please lore. follow Tom Grassi on Twitter. If you don't follow Tom Grassi comedy on YouTube, follow the podcast. Tom, plug your stuff, please. And plug St. Jude one more time for us. Yes. Just type Tom Grassi. in if you want to hear this Muppet voice more. So, yeah, just type <laughs> that in. You'll find me. June. It's the biggest project I've ever done in my entire life. Um, I hope I don't get COVID or die. But even if I do, it's going to be great content. So St. <laughs> Jude, we're going to raise all the money for you. Links will be available beginning of June. So yeah, you, you set the goal at a hundred thousand. We're going to, yeah, we're going to try and get you like 500,000. Let's, let's do a mill. Let's do a mill for St. Jude in the month of June. <laughs> There's a small part of me. That's like, maybe like, like where I know <laughs> it like deep in my, if I could raise $62,000 in eight hours last year, like nine, technically, I know we can hit hundred K in like the first few days. If this gets picked up and goes as far as I want it to go, like, yeah, let's like, let's raise all the money for them. So let's shoot for the moon. We're shooting for the moon. Still land amongst the stars. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. We cannot wait for this. We will be following your content closely, promoting all of the links that you send out. Um, Please, if you're listening to this, feel free to donate what you can. Find Tom at a meet and greet in your area. You don't have to be a Packer fan. It sure does help, though. Um, thank you for listening to the Packs What She Said podcast. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. You can find the podcast on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. I did that as fast as I could for Tom Grousey, the New Yorker, who was on hey. our show. So thank hey. you. Don't be a phony. Follow Maggie Loney. Yeah, there we go. The perfect way to wrap. Thank you, as always, for listening. And go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. You did it.